for when you're famous in the future. Hope I'm not famous for that, that, that fact. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. Today we're chilling at the park on the harbour bay at the end of Johnston Street in Annandale with Cassidy. G'day Cass. Hey Matt. <laughs> Should we start with uh, who you are? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, I'll tell you a bit about myself. Um, so my name's Cassidy Waters. Okay. I'm 22 years old, turning 23 this year. Oh, that's, that's good like, direction to be going in. <laughs> um, I'm a... I'm now a professional dance artist. My first year out after studying. And um, I sort of do contemporary dance with sort of the fusion of um, my indigenous heritage. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And is that, so how does that, how does that go when you're working for, when you're dancing for people as a dancer? Do people get you in and they're like, okay, this is a, a dance show that's dealing with indigeneity and so I'm getting you in as an indigenous dancer or is it more like I'm getting you in as Cassidy and you could be asked to do anything? Um, yeah, I think with that there's definitely, it's normally sort of specified yeah. in a way beforehand but um, at the same time if I do come in as just me, which I do all the time anyways, then then it's up to me to bring in um, an indigenous influence, I guess, through whatever I'm, my role is in that, in that work or that discussion. Mm. Yeah. And what it, so does, I'm just thinking about if I had been asked to come in, say, to a contemporary dance work, but they're asking me to come in as like a, a dancer that also knows how to do ballroom. I'm bringing ballroom influence. But that influence is actually, I'm just bringing all the people that have influenced me. Yeah. And is that similar where like, is it just enough that you're an indigenous person in the room that you'll bring indigenous influence or is it actually that there's specific training or lineage or movement in your body that they might want to use yeah well in there's definitely um as you said like the previous people that have influenced me so in my body i have previous knowledge of how they they move and then i have either Um, learned to move like them or um that sort of thing um but the the aims for me would be to try and well, it's preconceived, but try not to um, just do movements that I know are associated to that theme or yeah. that um, representation. Yeah, representation. And yeah. yeah, and then actually you do it because it's a part of you, not because you've seen it done. Ah. So it comes from, you ch- I try and bring it from somewhere that's either has a different meaning instead of just a copy and repeat. Yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah. It was danced by an indigenous dance, so therefore it's an indigenous movement. 
I see. Yeah. Yeah. And Even though certain movements have certain meaning as well in, in yeah. culture and in different languages and cultures. Yeah, I wonder about that when it crosses over into, say, popular culture. I remember, like, um, Yothi Yindi being on ABC, and I, and I only now think, like, was he, when he was dancing to camera, was he doing Indigenous dance moves, or was he dancing from his body, which of course is influenced by that, but the moves that he were doing was not like, they weren't ceremonial or sacred or representative or something. And then does that mean, because to me when I was a kid, that he was just like some cool dude on TV yeah. that I'm copying, just like I did with other cool dudes on TV. And then it, like which, which things are fine to copy and which things are not fine to copy. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, so you studied and then you graduated and then you got employed to be a dancer. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Doing um, like, oh, well, it's a, I guess it's in, my dance is being used in different ways. Like, so at the moment I'm doing um, some youth, stuff with um, kids in Western Sydney mm. and it's through a program called Living Deadly Living Deadly yeah. and it's by Jai Pittman and um, through that we're teaching kids culture and giving them culture so I'm helping I'm sort of doing the female role mm. within each each group so that the young girls have someone to look from in the way that um you know there's specified sort of roles in teaching culture and on Darug land it being not my land then it's it was nice that i've i've been allowed to do that as well um what so what is the female role just um for the women to be able to learn from a woman a right, woman right. sort of thing and the male they'll learn from a male yeah. And so you are teaching dancers of your own lineage on land that is not of that lineage? Is that what you mean? I'm teaching... Yeah, I'm teaching dancers that are made on Darug land by Darug people, but I'm just teaching, helping facilitate in oh, teaching right. that. because you're not a Darug woman. No. Right, okay. But the idea um, of this program is so that these dances have been made and these songs have been made for um, just the kids, well, the schools that are involved. Yeah. And it's about opening up and sharing and saying that instead of saying, no, you can't learn this or like, you know, ha just having division, it's about just getting all the kids in and, right. and learning. And so because About. they are now living on Darug land, yeah. then they As should well. have these dances yeah. of that land. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's quite beautiful. Mm. And it's very exciting as well. <laughs> and um, feels like there's a lot happening for you this, this year, your first year out. Is that like, is that just luck or circumstance or are you really focused on being occupied and busy? <laughs> um, or like keeping momentum going or? Yeah, I think it's finding 
what I'm interested in in in, in who I want to be as well um, as a person and and then finding my ways into doing those things um, so what can you talk about so some of those things yeah, so like, for what, example what really um, just through training I was really interested in Pilates and I got a scholarship and now I'm going to become a trainer or start my training in May hopefully and then other things are like I really like space and learning about space and like as in the planets universe solar systems all that stuff and mm, I think about it as just either zoomed in or out we're zoomed in to space and time of choreography in the body or we're zoomed out to yeah. space and time that's everywhere. a good way to put it <laughs> cosmically yeah cosmically yeah yeah, I get really excited by space too. <laughs> what do you? So what do you do then about that? Um, well, I just um, I know that I'm interested in creating a solo um, for myself, and and then hopefully turning that into a work. Or if it works the other way, then awesome. Um, but sort of, I wanted to combine something that I'm that I really enjoy learning about and then putting it with the dance world that I really enjoy doing to create I don't know something that I hope everyone enjoys doing so that's cool watching yeah how, and how do you when you know that you've got something you're interested in and you know that your form is dance and dancing how do you take that thing and then start working with it is it about writing about it or collecting images or getting into a studio and saying space 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 and then <laughs> dancing or... um definitely um like the research side just because i like learning about all different things and now that i've sort of come to an area that i do really enjoy which is sort of the the vibrational hum of the universe and even that sound and the frequencies within and what they each do to each other in terms of like behavioral or behaviors of matter and and how they shape things and then us as humans and like all our living things around us how how they sort of are impacted by all those things and that unique hum per se that we all might that we all hear and we all have and then the way that we all see different things, like I was actually learning about um, how the catfish actually see the world completely different to us, which pretty much everything does, but catfish um, actually see the world in terms of like chemicals. Whoa. And not, yeah, so they, their, their environment is all, their relationship is to chemicals and all the different, which I thought was really fascinating and because I didn't know that, so. Mm. That's, I guess it's just really opening my eyes to, like, there's so many things to learn about, and, yeah. Yeah. So, the, tell me more about the hum. Um, so it's... I thought you were demonstrating it. Oh, <laughs> this is the hum. Well, yeah, but, like, uh, the way that... The way that we like so the vibration is sort of what brings everything 
alive or um or holds it together or yeah or sh exactly shapes it shape. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then how like even just playing with magnets like as a kid and everything and you just think of how you know so they're so easily this that you can see that they push things away mm. but then what what can't we see that um actually shapes everything mm-hmm like gravity yeah invisible and yet impossible to ignore yeah exactly <laughs> um, so I guess it's just um, yeah just I was talking yeah. to Saini about this the other day this, who's the sister of Latai and I can't I don't know how to pronounce her last name um, but I'm gonna link to it so that people can read it and then I'm gonna try and work it out but she was talking about how ev almost everything she works in is invisible in radio and in storytelling mm. and in oral histories and in communities and they're all really invisible efforts and the products that they produce are also invisible but it's that's the actual thing that we're all here and we're all doing yeah and everything else is just to service those invisible things wow mm. i'll have to read that <laughs> Do you want to move out of the sun? I feel like this, um, <laughs> like this is right going to take, take too long to get to it. So there's a bench up there that seems in the shade. Yeah, I'm trying to move. And now we're back. Just had to move out of the sun for my light skin. Uh, crisping there. So I'm interested to hear about because we were talking about the hum and the things that hold us together and then how you work on that to produce mm. uh, something that you then want to want to invite people to come and see yeah my ideas um, and this that sort of question I ask myself a lot because I I want to understand what I'm saying, but I, and I don't just want to be saying it like plain and simple when really anyone could probably get on their computer and look up this stuff. So it's like, I think it's about me creating even like, well, one way I would like to play with all the sort of findings we find or research would be, um, Sort of creating our own um, atmosphere or our own little ecosystem or universe and because yeah so sort of rep replicating what is actually happening mm. and then I guess maybe we can throw in um, different circumstances or behaviors to each thing and then seeing what that's cool. what what actually happens yeah so it's, it's sort of like our own little science project yeah in a way. and and one that doesn't need to adhere to actual laws of physics or anything or right. like replicate or represent those things that already exist it's like a way for you to think about and then jump off from those things yeah that's cool I'm trying to think of I did a 
hard for me to explain these ideas in my head. Um, the crossover of also because I would like to include different um, like actual people as well like um, so I sort of have a knowledge of like culture and how things are preserved but then I'd like to get other people's opinions or stories even because um, I've read a lot of sort of and this is just reading as well um, of just ways that people perceive and keep things in in cultures and this is in anyone's culture mm. at any time like of course things could be preserved so differently now but it's also just things of how the stars and moons actually for a human have like molded everyday life yeah that sort, right. of thing, that sort of side of things as well yeah but more so well i like the idea that every mm. Every way we understand things is a story that we've made up. But yeah. those things keep on going regardless of if we say that it's about physics or about gravity or that it's bending space-time or that it's our ancestors or that it's the shape of a giant bear. Like, whatever story we tell, those things keep existing regardless. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's some... There's all different use cases for different types of stories about how things work. Mm. How about that gif of the moon? Did you like that? <laughs> yes, that was really, really cool. And as well because um, it was sort of an older documentary, but I was watching how, oh, you know, actually this could have been like 2002 that this Whoa. came out yeah and they hadn't actually actually I could completely have that wrong but anyways whatever it was they were saying that at that time they actually couldn't get a proper clear image of the other side of the moon that we can't see mm. so whether that was a 2002 documentary saying like years and years ago that they couldn't but there, was a, there would have been a time yeah. but and I'd actually never gone back to see if I could find yeah, right. the other side, just, I don't know. Yeah, it is pretty amazing that there's like, oh, I wonder what the other side of the moon looks like. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, full 360. <laughs> rotating. Um, and has any of this got anything to do with what you're working on with your Dirty Feet lab? Or that's a totally different investigation? No, nah, the Dirty Feet lab is that stuff that I'd like to... Yeah with the soul so I would like to um, well I've slowly started but I'd like to try a few things or see what just with myself what I can do and what I come up with in mm. terms of that I think that'll help prepare me as well for when I do have a group mm. yeah because I guess that's like that thing they're all looking at you saying like what's next yeah <laughs> Have you had much practice with that before? Um, 
Like how do you go like, when people are I have but it wasn't it wasn't a process. It was just sort of I would the process was just with me of coming up with movement and yeah. everything and yeah. yeah, but not yeah, so not not like not like it will be. And so do you think that you'll be tasking or do you think that you'll make up the movement on your body? No, I'd, I'd like to task, definitely. And do you have um, a preference about the aesthetics? Like whether there's lots of kicks or whether the people's knees are always bent or whether, you know. Um, no, I, I actually haven't really thought about that, but mm. Um, no, I don't think I will because with what comes with the person is what creates the mu the movement. Mm. Well, that their body makes it. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'll stop someone from. Yeah, maybe I'll. Things will be changed, but it'll there will be a reason why and yeah. And how about the sound? Where are you gonna get sound from? Well, actually, I wanted to, um, because there are all the different um, frequencies, and that that's something that I do want to play with, like of the sound that we can't hear and the sound that we can hear. So I wouldn't mind playing with the frequencies to create different sounds, and then I don't know if there's a way that I can actually then edit them to hear, you know, for yeah. for our ears to hear. Yeah. Um, well, they do that with bat research for echolation and um, when bats are using echolation where we can't hear the sound but you can record it and then down pitch it yeah so that our hear ears can then hear a version of yeah. the sound that would be cool that would be cool <laughs> yeah and i was playing with just a normal speaker not long ago and the frequency was put up. It was like just below 15. Mm. And I then had a headache for ages after. So then it's like how how that actually does affect us. Like if we're going to be. Yeah, I want to see um, if I can get a frequency of 15. Yeah. 15,000 hertz. Yeah, I think it would have been that. But I think it was written in a ah. different way. Can you hear it? Don't get too close. Yeah, I can oh, hear it's that. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's 3,000, but that's 8,000, 14,000. Yeah, right. You yeah, it was just... pretty. And then when you turn so the bass up on it, it's amplified and yeah. it's sort of horrible. <laughs> wow. So then, it, yeah. But it was. It was really cool to see how just that vibration was affecting, you know, water and all those other things. So mm. that'll be something I'd like to pose as well. Just bring in what's, soil. What's soil. it called? I don't know. The great hum. <laughs> <laughs> the hum that joins us all. Universal. Maybe it's just called um. Um. Yeah, I have I have thought about that. <laughs> That'll be good. Arm with lots of M's. And it's oh, this just came to my head. I don't know why, but it's like those tattoos that you can actually get now, and there's an app that goes with it. So uh, have yeah, you heard about like it? Yeah, you say it, and then it thing. yeah, it 
Yeah. What a world we live in. I reckon. <laughs> the old school version of that is hit like a barcode. You know how I think it's like Big W or whatever, you can scan your own products? Yeah. To check their price. If you get that same barcode tattooed and you scan it, oh. it comes up on their system. <laughs> Quite an investment. Like I don't know what product you would choose. Cookie. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These ramen noodles. <laughs> Two dollars. <laughs> so, what's your um, feelings about making versus performing for other people, and what have you been focused on, or um. like? Is it an accident now that you're making stuff or you always thought you were going to make stuff or is it an accident that you're performing for people or do you just think they go hand in hand? Or? Like I, I always hoped that I, when I got into dance that I would become a performer but I didn't ever think that I'd be making work sort of the AGM. I thought that I'd wait a lot longer but... But here you are. Here I am, yeah. <laughs> You said the age you are, how old are you? 22. Cool. And it's not that it's too early or anything, but it's just for me, I never thought that I would do it, that's all. Mm. <laughs> how old were you when you... I pushed back work? for a long time. Like I made a lot of, I made works through university and stuff. Ah, uh, yep and then immediately out. But I kept, I tried to keep it a secret and I kept telling people that I was a performer because that's the sort of jobs that I wanted people to ask me to be involved with. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a good idea in retrospect. But I do feel lucky that a lot of the early pieces I made, not many people saw. Yep. <laughs> because I feel like it's some kind of exorcism that you're just working through all the shit that's been put in there. Yeah. And once you get all that out, then you finally start finding what you're actually interested in. Or yep. Getting to the point of being able to do the work takes a long time. Yep. I don't know if I'm there. Maybe I'll, I think I'm there now, and then in a few years I'll look back and be like, whoa, you didn't even know that. Like yeah. when a 12-year-old thinks they're in love or something, and yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> I know you think you are, but maybe, yeah. Talk to me about living not in a city. It's nice. <laughs> Because the one of the key um, things that excites me about doing the GIF project, the GIF of dance, is that I can make shows and perform them and not have to be in a city. Uh, right. Because I live in Sydney because I feel like I, I don't know where else I can have the conversations I want to have and be amongst people but also thinking deeply about stuff that I wouldn't think about, but I want to hear their thoughts on it. Um, but I think for almost all other things, I would rather live not in a city. But have you always wanted to not live in a city? Yeah, I think so, because 
I never grew up in a city and I also don't like the sort of, what's the word, like, like it's sort of like a city of smog or like pollution. I just think about that just makes me feel a little bit, mm. and even though it gets moved everywhere, any, almost areas, probably mm. everywhere. Um, yeah, but I'm just not too many walls and too many people yeah. all the time. I'm just not used to. And I would be able to get used to it if I made myself live in a city. Like, and that wouldn't be a problem. But I just would prefer not to. Yeah. I prefer seeing more open lands. Is that how you grew up? It is. Where was that? I grew up um, in the Hunter Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, on my parents always had in our first house. It was a little bit of land, and then as I got older, we had over a hundred acres. And I've always grown up around animals, and it's always been sort of quiet and. You have all that space to do whatever you want, really. So, yeah, little country girl. <laughs> Talk to me about animals, Cass, because I often see on your Instagram that you are like nursing them or something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all kinds of different animals. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just see that every animal has a place and. I don't, I don't see them any different to myself. Mm. So, but I've grown up around them because my parents um, have had horses or cattle grown up that way as well. Mm. And so, living living down there, and my parents both have really big hearts for animals, and the my mum especially, and I grew up with, or. Well, yeah, have come through, you know, dead kangaroos on the side of the road. So we'll stop, check for a baby, and if there's a baby, you know, you take care of it, and then appropriate people might come and get it, and then, you know. So it's just sort of that environment of helping. Yeah, and taking responsibility, I guess. Yeah. Not thinking that it's somebody else's problem. Yeah, Mm. totally. And, yeah, so we've had quite a few different animals growing up. But the the latest my that my mum and dad have is a little baby fawn. Very cute. And she's growing up really fast too. But she's playful and she's beautiful and the dogs love her so Yeah wow. Yeah. She gets along with all of them. Do you have uh, like a favourite dance? Um I don't know, but one that I I like it a lot because when I was training, we used to do it for like a warm-up class with my friends. So I think that's why I enjoyed it because it was a great. Now it's now a great memory, but it's um, countdown by oh god, here we go. It's Beyonce Ariana. People are gonna hate me for saying that, but I never remember who it's by. Um, and it's yeah, it's like. 
really easy to do. Well, not easy, but it's it's a workout, that's for sure. So <laughs> I think it's Beyonce. I'm pretty sure it's Beyonce. <laughs> and yeah, so you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's a fun dance to do. That's probably one of my favorites because yeah, it's fun. And I've never actually really oh, taken time. Hey. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where she copied what's her name? The video clip? No. It's different. Uh, we'll move your body. <laughs> yeah, that's another really good one. Maybe it's that one I'm thinking of. I don't know. By the way, it was good, yeah. Do you have a favourite dance? Because I never really learnt dances off YouTube or anything. Mm, same. Actually, I didn't. What did I say? <laughs> well, we, you know. Showing my age, I was <laughs> I was your age before YouTube. Yeah, true. Which is why I think I'm a dancer because I wanted to learn how to caterpillar, like break dance, <laughs> do the caterpillar, um, which is which is the worm backwards, by the way. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and there were no videos online. I looked online for a tutorial, and there was none. But I ended up crossing over to this dance festival. And so I just signed up to go to the dance festival as well and realised it was on the other side of Australia. And then just had to sort it out. But, uh, yeah, I think if there was a video, I probably just would have taught myself and then that just would have been it. Yeah. So maybe lucky there was no YouTube. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe I'd be like a millionaire banker who also knew how to do the caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> the different ways our lives could have turned out. I really like... Yeah. Dances I don't know how to do, actually. Um, like, there's a, a general gist of, say, a jig, like a yep. a Western European, like somewhere, totally, and I'm ripping it off, somewhere between, like, Irish and Gypsy kind of jig. Yeah. I like that is fun to do, especially when there's a live band playing that kind of music. But then also, just, like, all the um, amazing hand movements that Vogas do. Yeah. Or like, yeah. All, I would see at Club Arte that Benji would run. And there's songs that come on that make me want to do those moves. And I don't know how. Yeah. But I, I still love doing that dance for a second. Um, That's really true. But then there's also just yeah. like step touch where you just like step, touch your footstep. And that's kind of <laughs> fun as well. I don't know. I, yep. I guess um, we learnt, if I think of like dances that I was taught, I was like cultural dances, I was taught like the nut push. Yeah, I was about like to bring that up. Or like the barn dance too. or something. Yeah. And so I like the barn dance because, you know, every 12 steps you get a new dance partner and you get to have a chat and it's chilled. Yep. But. Uh, and also where I did it, if there was an uneven number of men to women, <laughs> and even if there wasn't actually, you would just choose which side you were doing. So it wasn't the boys, girls, the boy part and the girl part. It was the inside circle and the outside circle. And yep. so I would, everyone would be dancing with everyone. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. And that you could swap over, like you get to a partner and you're dancing with him, you're like, you want to swap, you want to do the inside for a while? Yeah, okay. And then suddenly you're the boy going around the outside dancing with 
everyone else. But then I, I guess I didn't get, I got taught these as like, not a traditional dance, but as a cultural dance because of pop culture. And like you were saying as well about pop cultural dance, the one that you did with all your friends warming up. But I wonder if there's a, a cultural dance as well that was, that was really enjoyable, that was your favorite to do, or that you feel that you most resonate with. Or... Yeah, no, it's probably, it would probably be the barn dancing. <laughs> yeah, my parents. Really? Or sort of, yeah, like we're a small, really small town and, um, some like some years they would have hold one like you know next door neighbors or anyone who really? was able to hold it yeah that's and so hold awesome. one and he's you know he's like people, out the family barn. literally yep. wow set up a little stage and then well, in people Darwin, come and play barn dances and, would happen in sheds yeah than barns well yeah true this is just sort of a big shed a shed dance shed that's cool yeah and that sort of stuff we learned at school as well. Yeah. Not a lot of it, but we did learn some. Yeah. And so you just thought that you'd get into dancing and become good at dancing and then dance for people? I don't even know. I honestly can't remember where the point was that I said, I want I want to get into dancing. Like, mm. it was just, it just sort of was in front of me and I was like, yeah, I'll give that a go. It was in front it was of like, me. Yeah, like, I'll audition for Nasda. Cool. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. So, yeah. <laughs> Funny what life brings. Mm. Is there any... Uh, epiphany might be too strong a word. <laughs> but, like, uh, realisations that you've had through working with people and or working on pieces and making dance pieces or... um actually probably just realizations of what people have been trying to tell you to think about in terms of like dance technique and stuff and then things just click into my head that happened a lot with pilates and i think that's one of the reasons why i really enjoy players is because I get a lot from it mm. and because I'm slowly understanding more and more um, but in terms of like wanting to do it like I don't know I guess it's just I like I have a passion for it or and that passion has come from as a kid, like doing quite a bit of sports, always keep trying till you get it or, you know, that sort of thing. See, there's like a, a challenge, but now it's, now, now actually knowing that I have a choice on what I want to do with my life, like, <laughs> yeah. like if I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it. Do you know what I mean? So. I don't know if that even, but that's, that's where I'm at. And there's <laughs> a thing when learning uh, physical abilities where you kind of hope that it's going to click over and stop being so 
nebulous and confusing. There's some ha there's like a light at the end of the tunnel for learning, which I think you're talking about with the Pilates. So like, it makes sense, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> But it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your biggest hope for all the efforts of training and um, submitting an application and then getting a choreographic lab and then going to work like find people and work with them and make something and then keep fit in between contracts so that you can dance for people and learn the things. Um, take care of the animals, live out of the city, come in every day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hope, I, I think the hope would be that if I've made a decision to do it, that I'll, that I'll do it and that not everything's going to turn out, well, not perfect because, you know, but not everything's going to turn out the way I want it to be and as well, like, everything's a learning curve and so I'll be grateful that one I've had the opportunity to do this stuff and two that I that I do do it yeah I don't think yeah I don't think that um I don't know I think that's all I hope for Great. yeah thanks, <laughs> thanks Matt